Ecclesiastes 8.4 says, When the king speaks, there is power and authority. And I believe the king, Jesus, wants to speak through our servant today. Can you say amen and welcome, Pastor, to the platform? Come on, welcome him here. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Stephen Riley, lead pastor here at Living Waters Church. Welcome all those online this morning or during the week. Oh, I'm sad to see the snow leave. I love snow. We don't get enough snow in Kentucky. We get too much rain in Kentucky. They're both wet. Oh, my goodness. Michael's dog was running out in the snow the other day, maybe one of the first times. She's a young dog, and, and she was eating like she found out you could eat snow. She was so excited, you know, just eating up the snow. Have you purged your house of sugar yet, huh? What's your family tradition there? Do you, uh, all the chocolates and the cookies that still are hanging around, getting old, you know, after New Year's, how long do you keep it? Well, Delisa, she, she, you know, not by my vote, but she gets rid of, you know, whatever's hanging around that first week of January, and, but there is a big bar of dark chocolate left, and I've been getting me a piece of that at least once a day. So, for me, I've had a, a tradition of practice uh, now for uh, several years of asking God for a word for the year friend of mine, when I was on my sabbatical, uh, did that and was talking about it. In fact, he actually makes these little necklaces, uh, not necklaces, wristbands, and, and prints his word on here, and he gives that to friends. So I've been asking him to, to print my word on a little, you know, kind of little black brass ring kind of thing, uh, on, and I put it on my wrist, and in 2019, my sabbatical year, it was rest. And that was, you know, physical rest, but rest is deeper than that, isn't it? Rest is when we rest from striving and, and work, and we rest in the Lord and trust Him uh, to provide and trust Him uh, that it's His power and righteousness at work, not our own. In 2022, uh, it was believe. I didn't want to find myself pr- saying prayers or walking through the motions. I wanted to believe what I was praying. I wanted to actually believe God was at work. And that was a big year to be believing and trusting God in a unique, unique way, wasn't it? In uh, 2022, let's see. I'm getting my years mixed up here. Yeah, that's right. In 2021, last year, uh, was prayer. And I have been engaged in prayer uh, more uh, this, this past year. And, and really, it was more of like, uh, pray first, right? When you come into an anxious situation, a difficult situation, instead of start working toward the solution, pray first, right? To stop, start that meeting, start that discussion with prayer and praying first. And I haven't really, in January, uh, shared much about that as far as teaching on it or getting into it. Uh, for me, this year, in 2022, it's listen. And wasn't planning on... Um, really talking about this much and so forth, but I believe God wants me to do a short series on listening to God. And so that's kind of where we are here in the beginning in this, this message and digging into January is listening to God. 
And I have an expression I've said to people for many years, and now I'm saying it to God as well, is, Lord, I'm all ears. Holy Spirit, we're all ears. And so that's the concept uh, I want us to have for today. And when we're listening to God, we're saying, God, I'm all ears. You've got my full attention. I'm, I'm mighty bond and, body and spirit. I'm fully just waiting here to listen. I love that cute little kid. You know, I could just look at his face all day long. He just cheers me up. How about you? My ears are above average size ears, and, but they have a special trait. They are pointed at the top, so I've been called Spock or Elf many times growing up in my lifetime. So, Lord, I'm all ears, even my Spock ears. I'm all ears, okay, Lord? I'm going to start with uh, Hebrews chapter 12 and as we get into the word here in a number of places and in God's word, let's pray and ask God to speak to us. Lord Jesus, we ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation from your word and by your spirit. And we're all ears. Amen. So there's this passage that I've actually read several times over the last 22 months when this pandemic started, and I still feel like it's an important verse for us today. Hebrews 12, starting in verse 26, says, And his voice shook the earth then, and now, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. So in the last 22 months, I believe globally, not just for America or Kentucky, but globally, we are under a shaking from heaven, from God. And he wants to get our full attention in our lives, of every area of our lives, to let us know things aren't just normal, it's not the status quo. And he wants us, even in, for example, these water baptisms, to refresh ourselves, rededicate ourselves to him. And what we see here is, as the shaking is going on, that there is a, a kingdom that we receive that does not shake, that is firm, that's solid. And that's a kingdom where Jesus Christ is the king and we are his willing, obedient servants. That's a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And I like this verse 28. It says that, that we might offer to God an acceptable sacrifice with reverence and awe For our God is a consuming fire. See, in the midst of the shaking, no matter how bad it gets out there, no matter how devices are filled with strife our governments get, and it feels like our future is uncertain, no matter uh, how divisive our our, uh, cities get, and these larger cities especially where police departments are dwindling in size 
and, they, and the recruiting is, is harder and harder, and it feels like our security is uncertain. It, no matter how high inflation goes and our economy slows down, and we feel like our financial stability is, is at risk, our, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren are exposed to more uh, harmful, confusing uh, teachings about their identity at younger, younger ages, and it feels like our children's spiritual safety is unsure. Let me tell you, no matter if all things are shaking, which can't be shaken, we are part of a kingdom that is not shaken. And if we haven't learned it yet in 22 months, God is wanting us to learn. You are on a rock. You stand with me. And so don't let, even though it's difficult, all the bad news, all the uncertainty invade our minds, our, our, our souls, emotions, and spirit. But stand firm with our God because we're part of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I love that amen. Let's say it again, amen. amen. But here I want us to say in the beginning of a new year that there's this process of of we offer ourselves, of verse 28, an acceptable sacrifice of service to Him. Because it's our God is a consuming fire, and it's purifying fire. That's what we're happening, that, oh Lord, this is not easy, going this world going through the shaking, even shaking what is, needs to fall off of us, out of our, our lives, our lifestyles. It's not easy. Purifying fire burns these things away. But I'm encouraging us now to, because it's a new season, beginning of a new year, to have this sense of offering ourselves as a sacrifice. This is common in Paul's teaching. I'm going to show you two places in Romans quickly where he goes to this concept. And I want us to do this before I really get into the teaching on uh, listening to God. Let's just get this done and get this uh, right. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Paul has a transition, this letter, and he says in verse 1, Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. That even our bodies, our physical being, this is, this is all areas of our life, including the physical, we, we offer them as a sacrifice acceptable to God, and it's part of our worship to Him. And Romans chapter 6, uh, Paul's a little more specific. He's, it's not just our bobby, bodies, but the parts of our body. And he says this in Romans 6, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that, you're, so that you obey its lust. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. So it's even our, our feet which represent where we go. It's our hands which represents what we do. It's our eyes that represents what we look at, our ears, what we're listening to, all the areas of our body that we dedicate them to God for righteousness, not unrighteousness. And with that, we can because he's already, we, not just died for us, but we're crucified with him. 
We've been buried with Him. We've been raised with Him. And we've been seated with Him in heavenly places with Christ. So He's done all the work. He joins us with Him in baptism and unity. We're joined with Him. So this is something we can do. He gives us the grace to do it. To present ourselves, offer ourselves as a sacrifice to Him. Dedicating all areas of our life for holiness and purity. So let's just do that now. Let's, as the first song said, and even the 24 elders around the throne, they take their crowns down and, and their will, and they lay it down at the throne of God. Let's just do that in a prayer of offering our bodies in all areas of our life to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, if we haven't already, we declare that 2022 is, is a year that we begin, and by your grace, continue to offer ourselves a living sacrifice. All areas of our, our mind, our lifestyle, our hands, our feet, our eyes, our ears, all areas of our life and even our members of our body, we dedicate it to you for righteousness. And we resist unrighteousness. We turn away from it. We turn to you. And we believe, Lord God, that in this, there is hope for us. There's, there's promise. There is Blessings in 2022 as we dedicate all things to you of ourselves that allow your blessings to flow. We submit all these things to you in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. In listening to God, one thing you'll find that God is repetitious. When you read the scriptures and you're reading it from different parts of the Bible, you'll find, oh, I've seen that, I've seen that principle, some, I've seen, and he's repetitious in his word. And that's one way that you often can realize, oh, this is, this feels like God is saying something to me over, and like, he's bringing it to mind again, he's, it's showing up here during this uh, conversations, during, up here during this message, during this word, it just keeps popping up. Repetition is one way that he confirms that he's speaking to you. So when I was uh, uh, listening to the Lord about what word I'm going to focus on for this year, I'd written down several words and phrases. Hope you have a place that you write things down or an app that you take notes out of your devotions or at any time during the day. And I had several things written down and there was only one that I kept remembering and I'd have to look back at the list to remember the others because this one word, listen, kept coming up with different things I would hear and see. And it's, after a while, folks, it's not, you just say, oh, it's just coincidence. No, it is the Lord highlighting to you that he is pointing to something. In this area of listening, I, I, uh, last Sunday, Phil Wynn was ministering and he talked about the, the, the Hebrew calendar new year, which is in the fall. Rosh Hashanah and in that fall time of year, it's year 5782. And I don't know about you, if you've noticed this, and I have now for, I'm going to say, eight, nine, ten years, that really that September, October season, I get shook up, I get awakened, I get revitalized, or God pours out something new more in that season than even in January. 
And it took me a few times, a few years to realize, okay, this is really a, a God calendar. This is the Hebrew calendar, and, and I need to be aware of that. And I'm, I'm going to kind of uh, ask you guys to help me remember uh, to bring this up uh, in September, October, okay? So we can be more prepared uh, to be aware of how God is using that season. But Phil Wynn, when he brought this up, he said that part of the Hebrew uh, numbers and, and let what they, they are also letters and what they represent, that, the, that one of the numbers represents the mouth of God, that God is speaking. And he's speaking uh, to a house. And that spiritually and also the house of living waters, the house of his body of Christ. And so I bring this up to say uh, that was just one of the handful or more uh, repetitions I've got that this word listen is important for me. And, and, and because God just kept bringing it to me, I've, and as I meditated on it, it's for us as well. And so Mother Teresa, I just want to throw in a quote by her, that the way she looks at prayer is that God speaks in the silence of the heart. Listening is the beginning of prayer. And so it is an expansion of prayer. It's not something separate for prayer. It's part of prayer. And I believe it's going to change or enhance our prayer life this year. I want us to take us to Genesis 18 in our, our minds. You can turn there. There's a couple scriptures I'm going to read, but give you some background here. Abraham and his wife Sarah have been promised that they'll be uh, great, um, uh, you know, father of, of a whole of God's people through his descendants, but they haven't had any children yet. And now they're very old. And that promise is looking kind of, hmm, did we miss here? Was this really God? What's going on? In fact, on Genesis chapter 8, three visitors come up and Abraham recognizes them as, as angels uh, from God and to, to, they would give hospitality to visitors anyway in their culture, great hospitality. But he approaches them humbly and asks them to stay and he would give them rest and serve them hospitality. And then this, this was now repeated here that uh, Sarah is going to have, have a baby herself. And Sarah even laughed and giggled about that, like, I'm too old now, beyond those years. Uh, this is kind of funny to me. And one of these three visitors, it was the Lord, said, um, uh, Sarah laughed, but it's going to happen. And, and, and Sarah was so kind of embarrassed and afraid. She said, I didn't laugh, really, I didn't. And, uh, and, but these three visitors move on, and and the Lord says, should we tell Abraham what we're about to do? And they, this kind of self-conversation with these three uh, angels and with the Lord there, say, uh, said, yes, let's do that, because he's going to be the father of our, of, of, of God's, of our people. And so they tell him, we're going to go to Sodom and Gomorrah, and if, and, and we're, if we, we're planning on bringing judgment there on the unrighteousness to see if what we're, the outcry of this unholiness is as loud as we believe it is. We're going to go on boots on the ground and check this out. If it is, we're going to bring judgment. And 
during this time, Abraham's been in just a, a just hearing what they're saying mode. But there's a, something changes right here. And I want to encourage us in it as we start thinking about listening to God. That in verse 22 of chapter 18, it says, Then the men turned away there and went toward Sodom. While Abraham was still standing before the Lord, Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And what ends up happening is a dialogue between the Lord and Abraham. Abraham asks him a question. Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? And he puts out their specific number, 50. You find 50 righteous, are you going to still sweep it away? And the Lord said, no, we'll, we won't if we find 50. And Abraham is humble and he said, can I ask you another? And he goes to 40 and then, no, then it goes to 30. And Abraham has this dialogue with God, which is unique so far in this. And they're the way God speaks to Abraham. And so they're going back and forth all the way down to 10. And that's as low as it goes. And unfortunately, Lot's family was the only family. And it wasn't 10 of them there. And God did judge Sodom and Gomorrah and spare Lot. So what changed, what shifted right there? These three visitors with the Lord are leaving them, leaving Abraham. And it says this phrase that Abraham came near and said, and he asked them a question. Some of your translations say, says Abraham drew near. So that's what I'm encouraging us in our hearts. It's to have this mentality, God, I want to draw near. I want to come near. I want to get closer. I want to get in conversation with you. I want to have a dialogue with you. I, I, I'm, I want to actually ask you a question and ask you to respond back to me. I want to ask you a question. And so uh, if, you, if you're not into one right now, normally this just happens automatically in our life. But, but statement number one, that listening to God can mean we're expecting a response to our deep-hearted questions. That you're, you've asked a question and now you're listening. You're, you're posturing yourself to get a, a response back. And then you'll respond back to that as well. This drawing near is, is really uh, what is, is wonderful about our New Testament faith. The work of Christ's blood. Because what Jesus did. Yes, they had a, a temple and he had uh, this the way they worshiped God, the sacrifices were on the outside and they had these different chambers into the Holy of Holies, the closest place of intimacy with God. But with the blood of Jesus, he makes us a temple. And he says, you can have, you can live in the Holy of Holies by my blood. It says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 to describe this that let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water 
See, we don't have to go to a church building for a prayer meeting. You, can, you are a temple. And, and Christ's blood has made this holy of holies to you where you, he, he calls us to draw near. So I'm encouraging you in this, this beginning uh, where I'm, I'm encouraging you to really seek God about listening. Have a sense of drawing near. Jeremiah 29, 11 is probably the most common uh, quoted verse as a promise for your life or a declaration in the, in the body of Christ. It's, it's so well known. And it says, uh, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you a future inner hope. God is actually speaking through Jeremiah uh, to, to Israel, who's just been judged that they're going to have to live in exile and and Babylon and other places for 70 years, and then they'll come back 70 years later. He says, but I have plans for you. I have a hope and a future for you. But have you noticed the remaining verses after this? We like to quote this verse. It's a good verse. Keep quoting. But the, 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 the welfare and what God's future hope is not just uh, blessing you uh, with physical blessings and and so forth. Look at it carefully. Verse 12 says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So for me, I actually uh, have verse 13 as a life verse for me. That there is a promise that you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. There's a promise there. And that encourages me in drawing near, coming near, and searching for him. Verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place where I sent you into exile. So yes, there is physical blessings from God. But there is a deeper set of blessings when we search and seek for him. From our whole heart. And that, that's, that's what God wants us to do. That's connected to these physical blessings. So listening to God. Statement number two. Can mean we are on a search for him. More than anything else. And he promises that we will find him. So I just want you to. To break discouragement over, over you. That oh it's the beginning of the year. I've made New Year's resolutions before. I've written down my goals and, and set goals for each week and every month and every quarter. And, you know, they just never come to pass. That, that, is, that can happen to many of us. That happened to me. I often wrote down in great detail all, uh, all kinds of goals in life and spiritually and so forth. And they ended up becoming, becoming rules for me to try to uh, live out like a law, set of laws for me, and I would emotionally get upset at myself when I didn't reach that goal. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this is the Holy Spirit saying, draw near to me in this season. Set a new, fresh commitment in this offering that you're giving yourself, offering to me, and set a heart's desire to search for me. Because in the end, just like God was there, the three visitors with the angels, and 
saying, uh, do we tell Abraham what's going to happen in Sodom? In a sense, it was maybe none of, it was none of his business. The three, uh, God and the, and the two angels, because it said only two went down in the city, so, so it was just, they actually decided at that moment, you know, this is really none of his business, but we're in relationship with him. He's the father of our people. Let's go ahead and, and tell him what's happening. And then Abraham asked him a question. Would you even have uh, wiped away the righteous? How about 50? How about 40? How about 30? And they have end up having a dialogue. Folks, God wants us to have a dialogue, but he's waiting us to draw near. He's waiting on us to ask the deep-hearted questions. I think... The three visitors went back and did a high five and said, Oh, this is a cool guy. We're going to get close. He likes to dialogue and, and ask questions. And I like to have relationship with my children. So I'm encouraging us, listen, yes, God does want us to draw near because he wants relationship with us. So I have a question for you. God is speaking. Are you listening? Are you listening? Is, is life just passing through and we forget to listen? See, it can actually happen, can it? It, it, it just, things are pa- uh, fast-paced or we're involved in things that just take our mind away from having, being all ears. And as you know, and, and we might get in this later in another session, these, these are, are promptings. These are impressions. Uh, they might even be more of the checks of the Spirit to alert you. They're whispers, as Elijah experienced on the mountain when he was on a forced uh, time away alone with God. Are you listening? You know, it's okay. It's all right if you, in fact, I encourage you to do this. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead myself. Let's not say that yet. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 19 say this, and this is a very uh, common prayer that you might hear in prayer meetings or among us is, as we're praying, it's just it's just a, it's a, it's the beginning of Ephesians, and chapter one is just full of of different aspects that Paul is praying for the Ephesians, and we grab a hold of this, and it says verse seventeen that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. See, knowledge of Him is great, but what we want is wisdom. To live it out and revelation. So it's not just a head knowledge. But it's a revealing of who he is. And it gets into our spirit. And that's what that word revelation is is pointing toward. That this is not just you know be able to regurgitate knowledge from the Bible back. But no this is alive to you. It's transforming you. You believe it from your spirit. Let's go to verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his glory, the hope of his calling, 
What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might. So that revelation, when we ask God and he starts revealing, wow, God is mighty. He is strong. His greatness is, is surpassing anything. His power is great. We, and it comes from a, verse 18, a, a set of eyes of your heart be enlightened. I talked about earlier about how uh, we are dedicating even the parts of our body. But we have spiritual eyes, we have spiritual ears, we have a spiritual nose that smells. And we, these, these things represent a spiritual deeper dimension. Distractions happen, don't they? It's just life is full of distractions. The devil knows which ones really are putting, uh, pushing your hot buttons. To distract you quickly. And we're all different. Our personalities are different. The way we uh, relate uh, with people and with, uh, uh, in our personality, the difference, introvert and extrovert, and in other areas of our personality, we're all different. What distracts us? Fasting helps us focus on the Lord. Food is something we do need. We need the nutrition from food. It's not a evil thing or bad thing, but when we fast food, it gets our attention, doesn't it? It reminds us, you know, we're eating three times a day or more. And so when we fast, however much that is, one, two, three meals a day, it gets our attention and it reminds us this is a season of fasting. I'm focusing on God. I'm trying to push away distractions. We are planning later this month to Encourage the church to do a week-long fast. I know many years, not every year, but many years throughout Living Waters history, in January we have a 21-day fast and give people freedom to choose what kind of fast it is or how much food and so forth, and there's a real variety there. This year we're looking at a a week later in January, but it's going to be different. We're going to encourage you to try six different ways of fasting. I've done all of these ways sometime in my uh, spiritual journey and getting away with God and so forth. But we're actually going to focus on a certain day and ask the whole church, let's say, uh, for one day to fast food, be it one, two, or three meals that day. Another day is to fast uh, a different aspect of food. Maybe it's desserts or you know those kind of sweets and things like that that are more pleasure foods. Desserts that it might be uh, another day would be uh, certain drinks because you love your certain kind of drinks and just drink water that day. You need to take liquids in. That's a health issue, right? And you know your health and what you need with your uh, your your medication schedules and what you need with food and so forth. But there's some other ways to fast that will actually impact some of us even greater. Get our attention and help us focus on God, like uh, fasting social media for a day or more. That we are in such a habit with our phone or at the computer that your thumb has uh, abs- just memory to check that Instagram, to check that Facebook, boom, boom, boom. You check it 
several times a day. It's, it's part of a habit and it, it takes your mind there over and over. So fasting social media might be much harder than fasting food for a day. Absolutely. I've, uh, my, um, uh, in, a, it, this is a evangelical, spirit-filled church in Oklahoma that my son and daughter-in-law go to, and they often, in preparation for Easter, for Resurrection Sunday, have 40 days of fasting social media, and all these millennials are, man, this is so hard on them, you know, to give this over to God and turn, and it, it's, so this is effective for many people. How about for you, it might be more your TV series, that Netflix series that you get to play in any time, whether it's your laptop, your phone, you got your ear thing going, and you can't wait for the next show of the series. You're looking forward. So that TV, laptop, whatever that series is, fasting that. Here's another one that you may not think of very often, but is very powerful, is that you set yourself aside in solitude or your fast noise. I know I'm a person that loves to um, uh, listen to praise and worship, and I have it on a lot, but I believe that sometimes I have it on too much. That God wants it quiet. I've been um, in Pennsylvania. I had a friend of mine that had gone to this uh, Jesuit uh worship uh, center uh, where there were priests that lived there, but they had a, uh, a chapel, they had prayer rooms, you could stay there, but they required that you didn't say a word. So it's a silent retreat, and you're not even supposed to say anything to yourselves, you know, like out loud, like praise the Lord and play praising songs. And No, it's a silent time away with God. I know for my personality and so forth, I I don't hear God's voice very often riding the lawnmower. I had a friend tell me, the Lord spoke to me the other day on the lawnmower. I said, man, he doesn't do, yeah, he does that to me a lot. I have a friend in Pennsylvania who has property and he gets on the tractor and bush hogs. Oh, God always speaks to me when I'm on the tractor. I don't know what it is. I'm just taking in all the sights and the sounds and the noises. And so what I do is I put in headsets and listen to preaching is what I do when I get on. The lawnmower. But there's some reason there's too much external stuff going on. So I want to encourage you that for some of us, actually closing our eyes and ears and making it quiet can open our spiritual ears and spiritual eyes. That we go back to that prayer that Paul said, that to enlighten our spiritual eyes, I can give a couple examples where listening to God can mean closing our natural ears and eyes and open our spiritual ears and eyes. I remember actually praying back uh, as, as a senior in college on what to do next. And I had visited Living Waters a number of times and got to know a few people here and young people. And Living Waters was looking for a youth pastor back in 1988. And... 
I visited and interviewed with the board for the, or interviewed with, I can't remember who was too long ago. My gosh, 1988, can you believe that we even lived that long ago? And, and when I would close my eyes in prayer, I would see teenagers, young people, and one I recognized was a little skinny junior high kid, Justin Ross. And this repeatedly came back to me. I hardly knew Justin, but his face and so forth would be a part of this, these young people. And there was light on that scene. It was like this, God gave me an image. It was a short little video, and there was light on it. And it repetitively came to me. When I, just these last few weeks, and I would end up closing my eyes and think about, Lord, what are you saying about the single word? I, I would forget about the other words I wrote down, but the word listen would come back. And I would see that word listen. So whatever that is, cutting out the distractions, whatever it looks like in your eyes, your ears, or the sound, or what you're doing, or be aware of distractions. And close them out because they will open up your spiritual ears. Sometimes, I don't know if you've done this, but I've done this, that, that I need to catch up and go, man, I've been so busy. I haven't waited on the Lord. I haven't sat and listened, Lord. And <clears throat> I'll close my eyes and have quietness. And I'll say, Lord, have you been speaking to? I believe you're always speaking. So what have I missed? I'm sorry, I haven't been listening consistently this, this whatever, how many day, hours or days, and I'm, so I'm just listening. I'm, do I need a, and things to start piecing together and connecting where I missed it? So listening can mean, listening to God can mean we are catching up with what we missed from His heart. And He starts revealing things that we missed. I'm looking forward to this short series, two or three sessions. Next Sunday, I won't be teaching. Uh, the Lord is leading David Rock on, on what to teach next Sunday. I'm excited about that as well. He's a man that prays and listens uh, to the Spirit of God. I've asked him to preach because this week I'm actually taking a couple days, Tuesday, Wednesday away for solitude to pray, seek God, and study for particularly family ministry. And uh, that being our focal point and vision for this year. And so I'll do that Tuesday and Wednesday. And then later in the week, we have a one-night staff and elders retreat. So with the planning and preparation and time away for those things, I've asked David to preach this coming Sunday. But the Sunday after that, we'll get back into this listening to God. And one of the things we'll get into in one of these sessions is confirmation. Confirmation is not a selfish thing where we go, you know, God, I'm so nervous. I don't know how to proceed. From No, God likes confirmation. He does give confirmation. We'll look at scriptures about that, the types of confirmation, his principles, his people, his peace. God uses those things to bring confirmation. I want to say today 
that listening to God results in His peace ruling over our hearts. That that is the goal when we're seeking God. He is the Prince of Peace over all circumstances. The uncertainty that's out there, the shaking that's going on. Listen, no. Jesus Christ has for the last 24 months 22 months, still been the Prince of Peace. This verse in um, Philippians chapter 4 reminds us of this. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that is the result of us listening to God. When we aren't bombarded with anxiousness or stress from what's happening around us, he says, hey, listen, turn these things over in prayer requests and even thanksgivings. Because what I want to give you is something the world cannot give. Though promise they may with pleasure through drugs, through relationships, you're going to find peace. No, listen, there's one place in all humans desired and want it deep inside, and that's peace. And through, so through prayer and listening prayer, he wants us to have peace. And it's a peace that guards our hearts. See, the prince of peace, he's the prince in his kingdom. He has authority. He is a ruler in the kingdom of God. He is the authority of peace. One of the people I want to have with me up here later in January is Dolores Mitchell. She, along with many of you, is a child of God that seeks God in listens and i don't know what her notebooks i mean she's got several of them and they're just full of and things but somehow she keeps track of all these scriptures god is showing her and then she texts you and me and that scripture and so i want her to be up here in one of our later sessions and and just let's go a little deeper about listening to god and let's learn from some of your Ways and, and ways you've listened to God. For today, a take home today. Number one, offer our lives, our members of our body, especially our spiritual ears and eyes, as a sacrifice to God. Number two, let's draw near to Him, and He promises that we will find Him. So be encouraged in that. This does not end in a dead end. This ends in a dialogue in a conversation this goes into yes he promises if we seek him with a whole heart we will find him number three close off distractions to hear and see more clearly because our spiritual eyes and spiritual ears are often just covered by what's happening naturally and so find those distractions that are blocking so you can hear and see more clearly number four expect to hear and to receive his his peace. Expect that he's going to respond back. Expect that he is going to guide you in that area. 
and receive his peace. Come down. I'm going to ask you to, to be all ears even right now. What God is saying to you in 2022. Is there a certain word that he wants to give you or a certain scripture for this year? Have you been listening for that? Have you even asked him, God, do you have a scripture? Do you have a word for me to meditate on for this year? To, to be a, a, a transforming power, a truth from the word of God in my life that I'll be different in this over a number of months and over this year. Ask him and be all ears. Yes, Lord, you are worthy of praise. And in the midst of praise, in the midst of worship, we know our ears are, are that much more open and listening. These people here are, are available to pray with you about anything going on in your life, standing with you for healing, staying with you with uh, financial issues or things going on at work or home. We have a prayer call line uh, available at the, by the screen at the end of this uh, service here and that's available for all of you online for the next 30 minutes here on Sunday mornings we want to be uh, a house of prayer and so we're available to you for prayer Lord Jesus thank you that you promise that we find you you want relationship with us even more so than we want it with you you desire it uh, as, as, as the motivation to send your son to the earth and as a baby, uh, living as a man and fully man and God, and then dying on the cross. And so I want to pray for those, anyone here or anyone online or listening uh, later in the week, that if you don't know Jesus Christ and have a relationship with Him, maybe you've uh, been to church maybe many times, maybe you know a lot about the Bible, but actually to trust Him and say, I want to make you Lord of my life, not me Lord of my life then let me then say this prayer with me if everyone uh, would join with me and say this out loud and repeat it out loud. Dear Lord Jesus, I willingly turn away from my sin and I turn towards you. I want new life in Christ. I don't want my old life anymore. I ask you to be Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And by your grace, I will follow you all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer sincerely, and that perhaps for the first time, or it's been a long time, and you've been away from him, then you're a new creature in Christ Jesus today. You're in the family of God throughout the, the world and in, in, in the family with those in heaven who have now gone on to heaven. Let someone know, let one of us know, we want to get you water baptized as an act of obedience of your new birth. Living Waters family and all those who are listening, be blessed this week. The Father is good, His heart is good. He blesses you. He has blessings of power and grace in 2022. That those that even those things that are shaken around us, you have grace and power to be firm in Christ during those things in 2022. So be encouraged and be blessed. Have a great week. See you again soon.